My name is Nate Mickle. You're listening to Mickles and Dimes Layer 2, where every interview is dedicated to the simple, the practical, and the underappreciated. Brian Haney is the voice of the Jayhawks, broadcasting men's basketball, football, and baseball games for his alma mater. After graduating from KU in 2002, Brian worked as the sports director at a local radio station in Lawrence, Kansas for 10 years. However, in 2012, Brian left Kansas to bolster his resume as the voice of the Red Raiders at Texas Tech, where he called two trips to the College World Series and an NCAA tournament run in men's basketball. Now back at KU, Brian hosts Hawk Talk shows with Bill Self and Lance Leipold, and his latest project, Banner Year, is the official commemorative collector's edition coffee table book celebrating KU's 2022 national championship run. Brian is passionate about using his platform in sports to enrich the lives of others and is always eager to help people with a worthy cause. And I'm especially grateful Brian shared his time with me today. I hope you enjoy learning from Brian Haney, because I certainly did. Brian, it's great to chat with you today. Having worked on a broadcast crew myself for 10 years, it's always great to talk with other broadcasters and especially the voice of the Jayhawks. So thanks so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me on, Nate. You were sending me the list of big-time guests you've had. I don't feel like I belong, but uh, it's an honor to be on with you, my friend, and can't wait to talk a little bit. Well, I don't know how many of them have called the uh, national championship win. And also to that point, I wanted to tell you, uh, I this morning I saw your book, Banner Year, the official commemorative championship book of the 2022 national championship team. Bought it. Can't wait to read it. So uh, awesome. you, you get another uh, fan here today that can't wait to read your book. Um, you've had you've had a great broadcasting career, Brian. And you're still just getting started. I mean, you're still young. You have a long career ahead of you as well. But as you think back on what you've done so far, are there two to three simple, practical, underappreciated lessons you've learned that you'd most like to pass along to others? Absolutely. And thank you for supporting the Banner Yearbook. That was uh, a labor of love in the summertime and early fall uh, with a playoff of the signature call when we won it. And we said it's a banner year for Kansas basketball. So I appreciate you supporting that. That obviously highlight of my career to this point to get a chance to call a national championship. I still pinch myself, you know, Mario Chalmers who hit the game winner or rather the game tying shot to force overtime in 2008. He says that not a day goes by in his life in the 15 years since that he doesn't think about that moment. And it's true for me going back to April of, of 2022. I know it's not been quite 12 months yet, but I think about it every single day, multiple times a day, how special that was and is and always will be and what a blessing that was in my life. So hopefully it's the first of several, but you truly never know if you're ever going to get back to that stage again. Kansas basketball is a great example of a program that perennially is in the hunt every year, but some of our very best teams never made it to that stage. And then a team talent-wise that not many would have put in the top five of Bill Self's most gifted teams winds up cutting down the nets. So one one lesson I didn't plan to talk about that I'll just off the cuff tell you right now, savor every moment. No matter what it is you do in life, you, you never know when you could be living in the best day of your career, your life, whatever. And so sounds cliche to say, stop and smell the roses, but soak it all up because you never know when that chance is going to come around again. And for us in New Orleans, this past April, we tried to do a lot of that. And along the road to New Orleans too, in Fort Worth and Chicago, because uh, it was truly you know, a once in a lifetime type experience. And we hope it's a twice or a three times in a lifetime experience, but you just never know. 
tomorrow is not promised to any of us, whether it's sports or just life in general. So uh, savoring the moment along the way is definitely one I'll add to my list of things to talk to you about today. Yeah, so we're already off script here, um, but I just <laughs> want to go on this tangent since I have the chance to talk to you. One of my favorite moments uh, ever is saying, you know, there's, um, let's see, I'll have to get all the facts right and I'll probably have to edit this just a little bit. <laughs> um, in that last timeout, when North Carolina had the ball and they have a chance to take the lead, did they have a chance to take the lead or was Bye. it? So they had the chance to tie and Ochai Obaji, they show him in the huddle and he's just like laughing. And I couldn't believe how like at ease and at confident he was in that moment. Uh, so anyway, that's just like such a cool memory of Ochai. And I know you talked about that moment after when he, he, he comes over and gives you a hug, right? Yeah. Uh, right after they won. So anyway, talk about savoring the moment. What what a cool moment. Yeah, that was pretty surreal. And and the post-game hug was a follow-up to four weeks earlier when he gave his senior day thank yous in his senior speech at Allen Fieldhouse. We never expect as announcers to be included on that list. You got to thank mom, dad, your teammates, your coaches, the fans, whatever. But he found me and Greg Gurley, my broadcast partner, in the tunnel after the game. He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot to mention you guys. I meant to but my back was turned and I just got rolling and I, I wrapped it up too soon. And so uh, for him to give us a hug on that stage, you know, four or five weeks later on the biggest of all stages in college basketball, that was pretty special. But uh, again, one of the moments that you, you soak up and savor because never in your wildest dreams, do you think you'll have a chance to be on the inside of a championship team like that, but then also have a chance to, to share a special moment with the most outstanding player of the final four that's something I'll take to my grave as one of my most cherished career moments. But when I think about lessons learned over the course of a broadcast career for me, that's 20 plus years now, my original broadcast instructor is Tom Hedrick. He literally authored the book, The Art of Sportscasting, former voice of the Jayhawks, the Kansas City Chiefs. He did uh, the first Super Bowl, as a matter of fact. He was the voice of the Cincinnati Reds. Very, very gifted play-by-play -play guy. And he told me, Back in the fall of 1998 in his Sportscasting 101 class, a lesson that I still tell the students that I mentor, I tell my fellow announcers on our broadcast crew, I quote him on this all the time, the game can be bad, but you can't be. <laughs> the game itself could be a blowout, dog game, no action, no energy, no drama, but it's still our jobs to educate, entertain, inform, engage with the crowd listening over the Jayhawk network airwaves and that was put to test I remember my first year on the call as voice of the Jayhawks back in the fall of 2016 and we were in Waco Texas and we were down 42 to nothing at the half and, <laughs> and I'm thinking how in the world are we going to fill the air for the next two hours and, and keep folks tuned in and I huddled up our, our broadcast crew and I gave them the Tom Hedrick the game can be bad but you can't be speech and we started the brainstorm what are some storylines we can talk about? Well, we're in Texas, and a third of the roster of KU is Texas recruits. There's the parent section over there in 224. Josh Klingler, you're our sideline guy. You go interview some parents. Let's talk about the Texas interest. David, let's talk about the, the freshmen and the second and third stringers that are going to get in the game because we're down big and the opportunities that real, tangible game experience today 
could mean in the future and paying dividends in their development down the line. And then let's talk about this upcoming schedule. And so we go through all these things. It's not important to this podcast. But the point is, we found ways to stay informative and engaging and entertaining. And that's important because it goes hand in hand with my second lesson that I've learned. And that was something that Michael Jordan said long ago during his basketball career, when he talked about the fact that every time he takes the floor, even in the midst of a long 82 game NBA season, somebody has paid a lot of money, uh, has gone a, a long distance to be there, but is seeing him play for the first time. And so whether his body feels good or he's exhausted with a bad ankle, he's going to go out there and give his absolute all every night because somebody is seeing him play for the first time. Now, people don't pay the money to listen to Brian Haney talk that they paid to see Michael Jordan shoot. I'm not equating that at all. But somebody is probably tuning in and listening to Greg and I or David and I for the first time every time we take the airwaves. And so I always try to remind myself that every broadcast, whether it's uh, a heart-pounding, breathtaking, nail-biting, last-second, one-possession win for the Jayhawks, or a blowout when we're down 42 to nothing at the half and we just have to find a way to give an informative, entertaining broadcast for the next two hours – Somebody is listening for the first time. And the tendency, whether you're a broadcaster like me in a bad game, or maybe you work in sales and you're having a bad day, or whatever line of work you're in, if circumstances are such that things aren't going your way, we tend to kind of slump back in our chairs a little bit. We're a little less energetic. We're not quite as sharp. I think we need to handle every time we set foot in a public realm or, or on whatever platform you work at in your respective career, anytime you're out there representing your company, yourself, your faith, whatever, understand that somebody is seeing you and making an opinion of you for the first time every time you're out there. And you only get one chance to make a positive first impression. And so I try to attack every public appearance that I make or every broadcast that we're lucky enough to do. And, and approach it as if it's a big time Final Four setting because somebody, just like Michael Jordan, somebody is watching or listening for the first time and, and you need to keep that in mind. So like I said to you off the air, we've been blessed in the Big 12 basketball season this year that every game is a great game and every game is uh, naturally going to be high energy and, and uh, down the stretch neck and neck. But on the games that aren't the best, just to always bring that same energy and on the days when I go to MC an event and maybe I'm tired because we got back from Morgantown, West Virginia at three in the morning and I don't have my normal zest. So long as the good Lord put wind in my lungs, I need to get up there and try to be my best because I only get one chance to make a first impression. And I'm blessed to get to represent the University of Kansas with this Jayhawk on my chest. And I'm blessed to get to do what I do in the community. And so even on the days when you don't feel your best, try to bring it strong for the sake of those that might be interfacing and interacting with you for the first time uh, so that you not only represent yourself as good as you can, but whatever team you play for, company you work for, or if you're a, you know, a person of faith like me, whatever God you serve, that you're representing as good as you possibly can be. Well, speaking of bringing it strong on a day that, you know, on, on a small time podcast with a, a professor at KU, I really appreciate you bringing it today, Brian. I love these lessons. 
you know, your your first lesson, I, I love this idea of the game can be bad, but you can't be. It's a little bit like the the version that you hear with the athletes talk about, like control what you can control. Like you as the broadcaster, you don't control the game. You control what you bring to the game as the broadcaster. And so you got to focus on that. I love that idea. And then, of course, the MJ quote. I, I think I had heard that years ago, but this is one that really kind of rings true with me right now. And and I think it's important for everyone to know it's a little bit related to like savor the moment, right? I mean, we yeah. only have so many opportunities. Um, it also reminds me in my classes, I talk about the importance of mindfulness and, and just being present. So it's kind of this idea of just always being mindful. Um, I, I love these lessons and, and look forward to, like I said, sharing with my kids and with my students. And I really appreciate you bringing it today. Well, I appreciate that. This is a big time podcast. I saw the guest list before you brought me on. If I get to save the, or I get to share the same space as Jimmer Fredette and uh, Kellen Moore and Bronco Mendenhall and Ivan Mizell, my goodness, I'm, I'm a lucky guy. So thank you for calling us up and getting some Jayhawk flavor on this thing. And uh, thank you for utilizing your platform as a former athlete that now has uh, so many students, but also just uh, interested sports fans or people in life in general that want to learn about leadership and making the most of themselves in the public workplace you're making the most and passing these lessons forward. So thank you for utilizing your platform. And uh, I would say your talents are God's gift to you. What you do with them is your gift to him. And you're clearly using your talents and your stage to do some great stuff, Nate. So I really appreciate the time. Hey, well, thank you. We, we took a tangent to start this podcast. And if, if it's okay with you, I'd like to take one more tangent. Sure. Uh, because there was there was a player on, on that championship team. You know, I love David McCormick for him to be able to hit those two last shots. Like after his mostly up, but sometimes down career, uh, so happy for him and Christian Brown and boy, he just came through again and again. Dewan so consistent and Jalen. But I have to say, my favorite was Remy because I was so excited for him to come. He missed so much of the season. He kept telling Coach like, "Hey, Coach, I'll be fine in March." And Coach Self is thinking like, "You know, I'll, I'll believe it when I see it." And for him to go in that national championship game and hit those three threes in the second half, I just, Remy Martin to me is, is will always be one of my most favorite players. So last question, do you have a favorite story of Remy or, or when you think of Remy Martin, what comes to mind? You know, I just think of the story of never completely closing a door or giving up on something or someone, because if you're patient long enough and you keep hope alive, Sometimes it all comes together when it matters most. And Bill Self is a coach that historically, until these last two seasons, usually has his rotation pretty much locked in by mid-January of whichever eight or nine guys it's going to be. Now, that's not the case this season, and Remy made sure it wasn't the case last season. And we wound up getting the best sixth man in the entire 68-team bracket injected into our rotation March 1. And, and what a leg up. I mean, that's like – you know, a trade deadline acquisition of a future Hall of Famer right before the playoffs start, yeah. you know, and and yet it's a storyline in which previous years, I, I don't know that Self would have been as open-minded to to keep that door open when Remy wasn't able to, to be a part of as many practices or games prior to that. Usually most coaches are pretty set in their ways, but coach knew there was an extra gear that Remy would provide and thus a higher level that once he kicked in that gear, he could take Kansas to as a team that if timing worked out and they, and they uh, 
kept that door open, man, he could propel us to heights that we had not reached in the previous four months without him consistently in there. And so as it pertains to real life for the rest of us listening today that aren't super quick point guards that scored 2000 points at the collegiate level, you know, just, just always, you know, keeping that door open and never completely giving up on all options because sometimes it just takes the right amount of timing and seasoning and what we all dreamed of Remy doing when he first committed to come to Kansas ended up happening after all. It just didn't yeah. go in the path or the order that we thought it would. So keeping hope alive and, uh, and keeping an open mind, even when things don't initially fall into the place that we may have forecast. Cause keep in mind, he was the preseason big 12 player yeah. of the year yeah. and he hardly played in big 12 season at all. Yeah. And yet he ends up being as important and critical as anybody on that championship run. Everything gets lost because Ochai was the MOP. David hit the two big shots. But how about all those threes Remy hit, the big block in the final? And the block. Play. I was going to say the block oh, where he's yeah. like a flying squirrel, like, you know, just incredible block. Totally. So, so just understand that in life, things may not always go according to plan or go in the sequence that we expect. But don't throw the baby out with the bathwater if it's not going the way you drew it up. Keep hope alive because sometimes just in the nick of time, it actually all comes together. And that's the way it was with Remy Martin for sure. Well, thanks so much, Brian. I appreciate you uh, indulging me with my tangents. It was great chatting today. I love the lessons you shared. And I look forward to continually listening to you as I tune in for games. So thanks again, Rock Chalk. Well, thanks for the platform. And Nate, I'm going to be hitting you up next year when we start traveling to Provo, Utah. I need to know all the, the best spots for the best uh you know, uh, greasy spoon restaurants and uh, places to see everything Provo has to offer. So I'm glad we made this friendship today. Thanks for listening to this episode of Mickles and Dimes. Brian Haney went meta today, sharing lessons that he demonstrated while talking about the lessons. What an incredible interview. First, savor every moment. The 2021-22 Kansas basketball team was considered by many to not even be in the top five of Bill Self's most talented teams, yet Brian found himself in New Orleans calling the national championship game and making his famous call to buzzer. It's a banner year for Kansas basketball. And then, right after making that call, getting hugged by Ochai Abaji, the most outstanding player of the tournament. In Brian's words, savor every moment because tomorrow isn't promised to any of us. Second, the game can be bad, but you can't be. In 2016, in Brian's first year as the voice of the Jayhawks, he found himself in Waco, Texas, calling a game with the Jayhawks down 42-0 at halftime, wondering how he was going to fill the air for two more hours and keep fans tuned in. But rather than mail it in, Brian huddled with his team, gave them the Tom Hedrick speech, and then started to brainstorm storylines and interviews and talking points. He had no control in the outcome of the game, but he took complete control of his broadcast and gave the fans an interesting, informative, energetic, engaging broadcast by controlling the things he could control. Third, you only have one chance to make a first impression. Michael Jordan knew that every time he played a game, someone was there watching him play for the first time, so he wanted to give them a show. When things get tough, when we have a bad day, when we're tempted to slump back in our chairs or not bring the energy, we can remember Michael Jordan. We only get one chance to make a first impression, so bring the energy, even if it's on a podcast with a host you've just met for the first time. And finally, Brian put a bow on this episode by talking about a lesson he learned from Remy Martin. Life doesn't always go according to plan. Remy hardly played in the Big 12 season. But then in March Madness, and specifically in the national championship game, Remy hit three of the biggest shots imaginable, so never give up. And if we savor every moment, control what we can control, and always bring energy, sometimes, just in the nick of time, it actually all comes together. It's a simple idea. Please take it seriously.
Nate Mickle here with three quick requests. First, if you would like a quick summary of these lessons delivered to your inbox, sign up for Nate's notes at natemickle.com. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others. And finally, if you'd give this podcast a five-star review on Apple iTunes, I would really appreciate it. Thanks for your support.